Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chairsoft Show. Uh, we want to bring some positivity back this week. So joining me this week are Sheep, Keith and a super mystery guest who you will hear once we've gone through the usual bit. Cue the music. <laughs> no, not that music, not yet. So, uh, yeah, you're listening to the Chairsoft Show, your hopefully now again weekly Airsoft podcast. It depends what the hell happens with lockdowns and everything, because the world's still gone to shit. Um, so, yeah, joining me... Oh, no, wait, no, I need to do the usual bit. Uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, contact me, Instagram at the Chairsoft Show, Facebook, the Chairsoft Show, or email Andy at the Show.co.uk. You can tell it's been a while since I've done this, can't you? Brush um, the dust off, Andy. Yeah. Brush the dust off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, joining me this week, I have Keith, Coulson Kilo. Hello. I have a sheep. Hello. The legend that is sheep. And mystery guest, reveal yourself. Crazy. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Superfly. Oh, we found Superfly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, phrasing. I know, Keith. We, we've already discussed that. Yeah, a man can wish it's been a while. You know what I, mean? well, I, tried, I tried doing a video call to get this all sorted out, and I nearly did have Superfly revealing himself. It, um, it did nearly happen. Almost. It answer questions that have never been asked, but have often been thought of, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But now you just require hard liquor and counselling, right? <laughs> Well, I think I think um, Keith's got ideas with the hard liquor part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't He's been speak telling me about, about that. some stuff that I need to try at some point, and it looks fatal. He's already got me onto the apple pie moonshine. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah the apple pie moonshine is good, to be fair. You can actually taste the apples and the cinnamon and like the pie and everything. It's amazing. I'll have to drop you guys a link. Yeah, it's definitely worth a try. So, welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, it's um, it's been a while since we've all got together, to say the least. Indeed. In fact, sheep. It is almost a year since I was over stateside with you for the greatest prank of the. <laughs> that was um, the most effort I have ever seen anybody go to for a prank, and it was one hundred percent worth it. Yep. And the most expensive as well. <laughs> <laughs> the most expensive in Airsoft. Uh, but yeah, bloody hell year. Where, where the hell has the year gone? So what's been going on? Not a lot really. Um, obviously COVID happened, so everything shut down for a while. Um, or at least it's supposed to be. Well, yeah, it, it started again and then it stopped again over here, but people are still trying to find ways around it. It's, um, it's a bit it's, dumb. It's bizarre. You know, you know, we get told we're in a lockdown, so people are going, well, can I jump over the border into Wales? Because they're open again. No, you can't go and jump over the border into Wales again. Yeah, <laughs> That's the point. And it's, it's yeah, people from areas that are with big numbers of cases as well, is the bit that I don't get. Well, I, I can explain that. I mean, today there is an anti-protest, um, anti-lockdown protest going on in Manchester. So there's a large march going through the city centre full of people. Nobody wearing masks because they don't think masks are needed. It's insane. It is absolutely crazy. And they wonder why the cases are at, what, 20,000 a day at the moment plus? 
probably more than that over here. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's just bizarre. Pe- people um, are unusual, to say the least. Yeah. We, we, I, I love it. We start off a positivity thing and we go on a rant. Oh, we're just going to yeah, complete <laughs> that Let me set the tone. Right, yeah. Well, how, how have things been over in the States then for you guys? Because obviously mm. we haven't seen a lot coming out, but there's been a lot more going on in the last couple of months than I've noticed over here. Yeah, not not quite as strict over here. I hear you have uh, to register your social circles in order to uh, get out and hang out with people. And it's, it's definitely a lot looser out here. Um, but the cases are also definitely going up a lot. Yeah, I think they were saying, I think it was on the news yesterday uh, while they were covering the other thing that's been going on in America that we won't get into because we don't want to start debates in the comments. But uh, I think they were saying it was the third day in a row, it was over 100,000 or something like that. That's insane. It is. That's crazy. Um, that said, uh, I do know people that are getting it now. Uh, it was weird. The first lockdown, I didn't know anyone that really got confirmed with it. Or maybe there was one or two people in like extended circles in the family that may have got it. But now I'm just hearing people going left, right and centre with it. It's literally spreading like wildfire. We've had one guy at work on oxygen. He's been in hospital on oxygen because of yes. it. God. Uh, luckily, he's out now. He's recovered. <clears throat> All recovering. He's out now. But thank God for that. But even so, it's just like it's people aren't taking it seriously now, which is why we need to sort of encourage people in a positive way. There, I brought it back. I brought it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, need to Andy, encourage really. a positive way for people to not be idiots. Yeah. Oh, the easiest way to that is just to be considerate of others and the safety, isn't it? It's yeah. As as that. You know, is what you're doing at this moment putting anyone at risk mentally <laughs> or physically? If it is, stop being a dick. Mm. All right, to get this back yeah. on to positivity, everybody, yeah, everybody tell me one good mm. thing that's happened recently in your lives. Um, I had a niece born on Monday. <clears throat> My little sister gave birth Monday. I messaged her on Monday morning because um, it was the week she was due. I said, um, so how's it going? This is the week in it. She went, well, like, yeah, I'm in labor. So, Jeez. you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact she's in labor and she's still taking the time to text you to say, yeah, this yeah. is happening now. And then I, I just replied going, oh, shit, um, is, are you okay? Is everything good? She went, oh, I've been in hospital since Cat the- face. Sorry, I got distracted. By the cat popped up on camera for those who are just listening on a on a podcast. Yeah, um, all these visual references that we talk about all the time yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> Nobody can see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just replied saying, "So is everything going well?" And she didn't reply. And then about five hours later, I just got um, a photo sent to me of, of my niece. Um, That's amazing. Molly. She's incredible. Well, happy. Can't go and see her because yeah. COVID, but still, it's um, it's a it's a big boost to the family's morale at the moment. Yeah, which is nice. congratulations. Uh, well needed. Thank you very yeah, much. Congrats. Made up uh, uncle for the fourth time in a row. <laughs> My best friend's uh, wife is due to give birth in four weeks as well, so it's happening everywhere. This is the lockdown baby boom. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is indeed. It is indeed. So, yeah, that's what I'm uh, thankful for at the moment. It's great. Mm. What am I thankful for? Um, people's health, I guess, around me. You know, the parents both had um, confirmed cases. They're both fine covered well um went through it fine so you know you got to be thankful for that at the end of the day exactly. although 14 days self-isolation i was going stir crazy as keith full well knows 
Yeah, I, I kept Andy company uh, virtually for a for considerable amount of that time. Yeah, I literally, Keith was like the main person I spoke to for an entire two weeks. It was And what a cranky bitch you were. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, right, okay. So the trouble is, right, I, I, I with two contagious people with a virus that is quite bad, to say the least, um, in the house. So I'm like, right, okay, I need to do everything here. I've got to do the cooking, the cleaning, everything. And they want to touch everything. So I'm running around with sanitizing wipes and everything, wiping everything down. It is chaos. It was literally like living with toddlers. Well, there's a reason that we all keep zip ties on our rigs, mate. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's another thing I'm thankful for. Ross has finally taken the bolt cutters off of his rig. (laughs) It's been a while, hasn't it? (laughs) It's probably rusted at this point. Yeah. I'm interested to hear about you two. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, me, when hearing you guys talk, one of the positive things for me was I got to reconnect with my immediate family, you know, as busy as everyone gets uh, with my my kids in school, college, working. You know, um, we got to spend more time together. So it's, 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 that's really positive. Yeah. That's that's everything. Yeah. She brought a house. Yep. Yeah. And got married. <laughs> and he got married, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, Thank congrats. You. And I uh, helped my little brother move out here to Philadelphia. So I've got even more family out here. Nice. It's been a good year of family stuff. That's cool. That's great good. Stuff. I think that's the thing. Like, where we're playing Airsoft every weekend or every other weekend or whatever a lot of the time you don't spend that time with your family. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I think on that, in that respect, maybe this lockdown was a blessing in disguise. It was for me. Yeah. It was. It's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm, it's been great. You know, we, we go for a walk every week and walk down the town, get some essential bits on a Saturday morning, walk back home, the happy days. Um, it's nice been a little different for me in that respect because my family live 30 miles away and they've all yeah. got their own bubbles going on so yeah. i've tried to keep distance for their safety because i had covid early march <clears throat> so yeah. for me i've been locked down for eight months at this point and mostly most of it has been solo yeah. so that's hard yeah but you've still been able to sort of connect with people online at least i know it's not the same but at least there's been people around to sort of support well yeah i mean respect. i've I've been taking mindfulness therapy while I've been locked down as well. Um, yeah. I was used as um, one of the pilot schemes for online therapy. Um, so they've never been in this situation before. And obviously there's a lot of people with mental health problems and things that they're trying to work through and grow from and stuff like that. So for me, being in, being asked to be part of this pilot kind of online therapy course with a few other people was, was great. And that's been classed as a big success. And now that's been rolled out um, across other parts of the UK as a result of that. Um, and, and a kind of a big achievement for me was, was being asked if I could be the case study to be used on the, um, the kind of NHS's mental health side of things. They, they're using me as a case study and showing that online therapy can be effective and work. And they've taken my story and what I've gone through and posted it up for people who are, who are interested in finding out if this kind of thing needs to be in person or if it can be effective, um, you know, on a computer screen. Amazing. So that's been a, that's been a big one. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, you know, people who are unable to get the help they need at the moment are now going to be able to get it, albeit virtually, so to speak. It's, 
you know, it's effective. Thank God great. for the internet. But you but you're saying that yeah, you're saying that, Keith. I've got to say, I've noticed on the um especially on the man down group as well, you're seeing a lot more people helping each other out because we're all in this together and we're all in the same boat at the end of the day. I'm noticing a lot more people messaging yeah. each other, especially as a lot of people have been, because you do your weekly checking and a lot of people have seemed to be on the down, as it were, for a while. Yeah, it, it, I mean, no journey to self-discovery or no no self-growth uh, journey is a, is a straight line. <clears throat> It'll always go up, down, up, down, up, down as it goes, but it does continue to rise. So, you know, just because you're having a down week doesn't mean that you're not still growing. It just means that at that particular point, you just need a rest. Yeah, exactly. Simple as that. But yeah, it, the, the culture in that group's going really well. Um, and everyone's helping each other out. There's, ne- there's never been an incident where we've had to stand in and go, hang on a minute, this is a bit out of order. It, it's just where, it's what I wish the Airsoft community as a whole would achieve mm. fully, you know what I mean? The way that it's supportive and everyone's there for each other. It's how it should be. Yeah, what do you guys think? Sorry. What do you guys think some of the challenges are that Airsofters are facing that would cause negative negativity? I think part of it is uh, certainly with the groups, because I admin one of the UK community groups. I think there's certainly an issue with regards to the fact, I think people are just bored because they're not playing every weekend. They're getting bored because it's all they know at the end of the day and it's all their life. And I'm noticing we're having to stamp out a lot more arguments online about minor things, trivial things. And it's something that, Really and truthfully, if you saw people at a site, it wouldn't happen. You, yeah. you, you guys know as well as everyone else, be the big I am about, oh, I've got this kit while you're running that or whatever. You know, the gear halls start off. But there's no need for it at the end of the day. Yeah, for me, since I mean, I've been playing since 2012. So it's not you know, a mega long time in comparison to others, but... In, in my airsoft journey, I've noticed that people always want to be the one. Mm. You know, they want to be the biggest, baddest, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, I mean, if you're the biggest and the baddest, it doesn't necessarily mean you're the person that people want to follow. People mm. want to follow people that make them feel good about themselves, give inspiration and things like that. I mean, you, you can be a, a mean motherfucker when you're out there on the field and smash the crap out of everybody. You know, that doesn't mean that you're going to be an inspiration. Mm. You know, it's one of those things. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. If you really want to stand out and, and be the one, be the one that people, you know, aspire to be like, you know, mm. be, you know, show true inspiration, do things that benefit the community, um, be nice, you know, be approachable, help people, all that good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what people should aspire to be. I've That's got absolutely, exactly right. yeah, I've got absolutely no intention to try and be mean because. I don't like mean. <laughs> yeah, it's as yeah. simple as that. I mean, I've never looked at somebody who's mean and gone, oh, I'm so jealous. I've always gone, oh, they're a bit of a dick, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think one thing that has helped the community to an extent is because obviously there's been no gameplay, there's been, I'm not going to name names, but certain YouTube airsofters haven't been causing the issues that they may normally do uh, because they haven't been able to play and they haven't been able to put out the videos that are going to upset people. So you're not seeing that negativity to an extent. And sorry, I got really jealous of Sheik's coffee because I know he's going to have amazing coffee there. 
<laughs> I'm jealous of that. Coffee's always amazing. Yeah, I know people can't see. I'm jealous of the cup. Never mind. Thank you. I cannot wait to make coffee for all of you. Honestly, like next time you're all over, we'll do it. <laughs> I got a, I got a little bit of a perspective yeah. on this as well, um, and especially for you folks in the UK who uh, who really can't go out at all. Um, I've noticed that certainly for me, airsoft is one of the few things that I'm passably good at, um, and I think that when you you have that stripped from you and you can't do anything that's like your thing that you feel in control and you feel like you're part of this community you feel like you know what to do when you go out onto the field you kind of know what to do and you feel like you're doing all right um and to have that taken away and just sort of not have anything uh that's kind of your specialty i think that that can be really damaging to uh to people's mental health and certainly I feel it when I can't go out for, you know, weeks and months at a time, I'm like, man, I just want to do like the thing that I know I'm okay at. Um, and I'm sure that being locked down for months yeah. on end and, and not being able to get that sort of self-validation, like, yeah, I can do something. Um, I'm sure that's very, very uh, hard to get through. So I, I hope that like, yeah, you know, for me, Oh, go ahead. Chief. I'm just saying, I, I hope that people, um, during this time can sort of find some other things that they can do and feel good about themselves with um, that don't necessarily rely on going outside. And that, <clears throat> and maybe that's, that's another thing that can, we know that airsoft kind of takes us away from our family and friends um, when we go out. So I don't know, maybe, maybe there are things that we can do with our family um, in a safe way that, that can give us that same sort of validation. Mm. Were you saying soup? Uh, you know, that, that insight is, is really incredible, Sheet. Um, I think the not being able to play is causing some of the negativity in their in their lives, personal lives. But um, the question that I asked was, what's causing negativity in the sport mm-hmm. itself? What do you think uh-huh. some of the challenges are? But no, I didn't even think of that facet of, of some of the issues that deals with COVID and the hobbies and the things that you, you can do. A lot of people play to, to blow off steam and relieve sure. stress. But mm-hmm. what I was getting ready to say is um, all, all of these points are, are, are true. I think the majority of the people that play airsoft are of a younger crowd. And I think Andrew mentioned ego and then uh, talked about the gear horrors and things. I, I think I just had a conversation with Sheep recently on text and I mentioned something to the point that airsoft to me is being able to just go hang out with all of your friends while being able to do the things that you love to do, which is run and gun, get that adrenaline rush. But if you approach airsoft with that mindset, I think it's going to improve yourself uh, with, with the, you know, with having a, a positive outlook, positive mindset um, with the sport. Yeah. I think if I could give only one advice to, all of our friends and our, our extended family out there that's playing airsoft all across the world. I say just approach it as, you know, like being able to hang out with your best friends while doing what you love. And no matter what happens that day, at the end of the day, I was still with my family, my friends, and it's it was just incredible. Absolutely. I think we'd all enjoy it a lot more if we approached every game like we were playing for the first time. Mm. Yes. I, it was it was certainly something we discussed when I was over last year at Strikeforce 
uh, with you, Sheep, was the fact that I, I came over, I had an absolutely cracking day, and a lot of the guys were saying, yeah, this isn't a great day for <laughs> playing at this site. And I, th- I think I think there's a lot of perspective to games as well. You know, you guys come over to play in the UK, and it could be sites that we've all played at before that you come along to us with in the future. Who knows? And it'll be like, uh, that was a brilliant day. And I'm like, eh, it was average. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's all perspective. I think I think part of it is also if you're playing the same places over and over again, then it can affect how you look at the sport as well because you sort of you can go along and have some amazing days and then it just takes that one day where idiots turn up um yeah, yeah and it, it can ruin it it can oh the the, ex, the expectation that you're walking with is is important as well um so that basically the you know your frame of mind at the time that you walk through the gates of your site um yeah. it can either be massively positive or negative to, to the experience on the day so like I know that people have had um, bad days at sites um, and just clock it up to a bad day or you can go online and start slagging the site off for a, a week and the you know the 500 people that are booked in for the following week can all see that and then they get weird suspicions and negative implanted in the brain and by the time they turn up to the game day that they've already paid for they're expecting cheats because they've seen somebody else slagging it off yeah. all week so the way that you um, kind of behave as you leave a game day can have a huge effect on somebody else's experience a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later. You know, if they see the site was full of cheats, the marshals were terrible, blah, blah, blah. That's what they're expecting when they turn up. And sometimes your expectations can become reality because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it, with this kind of thing? Because you'll actively look out for people who may be acting slightly suspiciously. And because you're already in that mindset, it becomes a hell of a lot more suspicious Mm. and, and it can completely tip your experience. So, yeah, if you've had a bad day, just call it a bad day. Don't spend the next week, two weeks, publicising how bad the site was because of your individual experience. Just yeah. allow it to be and let everybody else make up their own mind without tainting it before they get there. This, this is why there's some sites I absolutely love in the UK. Uh, two site owners I'm going to shout out for here. Going to be Justin from The Jail, who I think everyone here knows. Yeah. So good. Um, <laughs> and you've also got... Gary at South Coast CQB, which you two got. I don't think any of you guys have played. 21. No, I've not been there myself. 2021, you guys have <laughs> got to come over and play South Coast. It's a mate, it's an old uh, army transit camp. Uh, oh. The last time I was there, there was actually a training exercise going on nearby, and it was like hell on earth had broken out. Like they were, they were letting <laughs> off artillery pieces next to the site, it was crazy. Um, but those guys will actually sort of take the time out of their day to sort of see how people are finding the day, talk to the players and make sure everything's okay. And if there is an issue, they will address it. It's huge. And then you go to some sites where you don't even know who's in charge of the site. There was there was one day I played. It was, um, it was a site that these people don't run anymore. Um it's under different ownership now, but at the time, the guys, the guy who's running the day, he turned up late, which set a negative tone for the entire day. You know, he was meant to be there about an hour and a half before everyone else turned up. You know, we were waiting outside the gate for him to unlock it, kind of thing, right. uh, with his marshal staff. So they're already behind, and it the, the whole tone for the day was set. Everyone was just like, what are we paying for here? This isn't a professionally run. And it affected the gameplay to the extent that I actually witnessed someone who was in their 50s squaring up to a 17-year-old. 
And oh. you're just like, how can, as a site owner, don't let things get that bad. You can see there's problems. Do not let it get to that stage where there's going to be those sorts of issues. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if somebody's got to square up to a 17 year old, there's something that's to be said about that. Specific. Oh yeah. There's something to be said about that individual in the first place. You, you know? can't put that on the owner all the time. You've got to take um, responsibility yeah. for your own actions. You should oh, never oh, square yeah, up no. to anybody when you're playing yeah. a game. Yeah. I agree with you in that respect. I'm just saying that I think it was because the time for the day had already been set negatively people's moods people's, just yeah people's people are in a bad mood as it is and they're going to be crankier than they may necessarily normally be and then yeah. it, it has a negative knock-on effect one, yeah. one positivity story i always share actually is around when you guys were over in the uk last year um was it last year i was, was two years ago two years ago wasn't it was it yeah. wow, time flies. 2018. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, bro. You've got to remember, Andy, this year hasn't happened. There yeah, hasn't been be a two, 2020. Fair, there's, there's, there's no Monday to Sunday now, it's just day. Yeah. <laughs> that is all it is now. Um but I, I always tell people, like, you know, we got we come to this training day. Sheep was inside, obviously, helping people out inside there. But we've seen soup outside. Like as soon as we've pulled up, it was me, Gravy, and Kelly. Said hello to him, and he's straight away, "Oh, let me help you get all your stuff." And we're like, "No, no, no, you're you're guest here." We're like, no, you insisted on helping us, and it was little things like that that oh. <laughs> sort of set a good tone for the day and the weekend. I don't remember that part. I just remember the the the, the hug. I held on a little. I, I held on to you a few seconds too long. I think it made you uncomfortable. Uh, no, I was fine. But, I was loving it. Yeah, I met a celebrity. I, I wanted your autograph. I'm here to that on purpose. Yeah, and he is exceedingly cuddly, though, isn't he? Look at oh him. my gosh! <laughs> I'm in shape. Round is a shape. You're like a big tactical teddy bear, mate. I tell you yeah. what, Andy. Besides, you know, the, the normal stuff like my my marriage, birth of my children. Mm-hmm you know, achieving things in my life. Traveling to the UK was one of, it's right up there with that. It's, it's one of those things that I'm going to remember for the rest of my days. You know, it's, it's just so positive. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember your speech at Proving Grounds that day. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. that was well, the, yeah, I thought I was going to lose it. Man, you nearly did though. You nearly, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. he was there. He was there. And I, the funny thing is I'm not an emotional guy. I don't show it. Like when it comes to that kind of stuff, I never show it. I can tell you the, the only time I shed a tear in public was at my uncle's funeral two years ago mm. because he was really close with me. But normally, I think it's because of my upbringing, my job. You know, um, I don't know. I just, I just don't show it. And it, it surprised me. I was getting ready to run. I didn't know where to run to. We would have caught you. We would have caught you. <laughs> I was just going to turn and burn, man. Take off. It would have like, been like the start of stigma last year. One big group hug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I was in the middle of the, the what I was saying, nothing was prepared. It came from the heart. But I made eye contact with sheep, and it made it even worse. <laughs> I looked away from him. I couldn't, I couldn't look back at him. Because, you know, I just, I mean, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right now. But, mm. yeah, but that's how I feel about Aerosoft. So that's why... It's so positive for me. That's why when, uh, when, when we came up with this idea to talk about improving the positivity and how things are going negative, I, I'm thinking, man, I don't, it's hard for me to, to try to improve because it all, it's always positive for me when I'm out there. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's a pure I think people, thing, isn't it? It is. Well, yeah. I think a lot of what has to do with it is, you know, I went to 
private schools, Catholic schools all my life. So I wore uniform. And in my work, I wore uniforms. And now um, it's just natural to, to be in uniform camouflage, whether you're green or tan. And it's just, it just makes me feel at home, natural, at ease. Mm. If that makes any sense. Uh, it's the familiarity, isn't it? I think so. And especially now, because now that I retired and I don't get out that often, it's going to be especially special when I come out. Yeah. yeah. Kind of taste of home. <laughs> yeah. An interesting perspective. I hadn't thought about it that way before. Mm. But you yeah. know what? I think what you said um, about Keith, about helping out and being a positive and being someone that people would, would want to look to, that in itself, those actions will create positivity in yourself without yeah. subconsciously. It's going to make you smile. When you're able to help somebody, we're social beings. We enjoy helping each other out, other human beings out. So if you're on the field, you see someone struggling, help them out. It'll make you feel good. It'll make your day better. Yeah. And you don't know what the effect that's going to have on that person as well. You know? those, those are Absolutely. those little things that completely change somebody's perspective for the rest of their lives. Sometimes you, you never know what's going to do it. It's always worth trying. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I'm all about like helping players out because you could help potentially make someone's day if they're having trouble with their kit or whatever, you know, just taking that time to sort of go, Oh, look, have you tried this or maybe it's this or even just going look i've got a spare gun borrow it for the day little things like that could potentially make someone's day and hopefully help sort of promote another company as well um you know it's got benefits all around if you're promoting people's products at the end of the day you know that's why i always try and give people a shout out even though i've only got about three people on my instagram and i think they're all in this room um <laughs> You know, I'll always try and shout out the products that I think personally are worth having. You know, if I believe in something, you know, I used to be a TM diehard fanboy, but I think that was just following the crowd. Now, having owned one that's spent more time with the tech than in my possession, <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend it to people. Yeah. There's other brands out there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I think, I think, I think um, weapon malfunctioning on, on the field is one of the most negative things in airsoft yep. I can experience, yeah. in that my opinion. Fog. I mean, you, you look forward to it. You get all the gear out the night before. You pack up your vehicle. You drive there. You pro probably paid in advance. You're looking forward to this great day. Game on. The gun doesn't <laughs> fire. <Yeah>. Classic. <laughs> happened, to me, ha happened to me a couple of times. And the two times yeah. it's happened, once it ruined my day, and the second time, it pushed me towards using my um, a pistol for the entire yeah, day. That's such a big uh, that's thing. The next thing, Keith. That's that's huge. Yeah, and but, and I, I realized that you can be effective with it. You have to change the way you play. You have to yeah. adapt in order to right. to get there. But what that's the next key piece I wanted to talk about. You know, please. to keep things to keep things new, to keep things positive for you. You mentioned, um, you know, playing playing as if it's your first day. Yeah. Change things up. If you're used to running your grand four, change it up to a sniper role. Change it up to running pistols only. Change it up to stealth mode. You know, instead of leading the charge and rushing every time, take it slow, slow and quiet. Just change things up. Keep things fresh. That day, your gun failed. You use your pistol. It was great. Yeah. yeah. And I loved I've, it. Oh, I had an absolute ball that day. It can be amazing fun. I, I did it at the mall. One, in fact, it was my first game at the mall. I went with a load of guys from work, and it got to the last game of the day. 
and there was about two minutes left and we we pretty much run out on our mags you know it was a really intense last game and all our, all our rifle mags were pretty much empty and me and my buddy just went do you know what fuck it dropped our rifles <laughs> where we were pulled the pistols out ran up the stairs you know you've never seen me move so fast um well actually no sheep may have a strike force but that was because you I were moving to. man um, <laughs> <laughs> i had to i had to very quickly change but yeah we got to the top of the one of the main staircases at the mall and we were literally just going out just tearing people down with just pistols it was ridiculous and yeah. it's just changing it up a bit and it was so much fun we came away with massive grins on our faces at the end of the game just because we just had that we'd had to change our play style to be extra aggressive and just get the drop on people some of the best moments in SF are had when you've got six BBs left in your yeah. pistol mag and nothing else to go back to and you're wondering how to get yourself out of that situation I can see Sheep's ready to do some show. I'm ready, and well. I'm so glad. I'm so yeah. glad that we're talking about this because um, I have I have made a transition from uh, <clears throat> HPA and AEG over to gas blowback. Um, like, yeah. in fact, for the listener's reference, he is holding two four sixteen Cs. Is it? You got it. I'm looking at right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nearly identical, but this one is HPA and this one is gas blowback. And I will tell you. Is the one is the one on as I'm looking at it the left the one that I actually used when I was yeah this is the one you used except for it's got it's got some furniture on it but uh, yeah having having thirty rounds in each magazine not knowing necessarily whether the magazine is going to have gas in it by the time you pull it out uh, having malfunctions and jams having to reload like (laughs) five times more often um, and knowing that you can't drop thirty rounds on a target in the space of like a second or two. Uh, the the change in play style has been one of the most satisfying things in my entire time playing airsoft, and uh, yeah, that's more towards Wilson. And like that's why it's, when I when I came over to the UK, y'all had this really great concept that you called silly guns. Um, I think that was an achy thing, but I've spent the last year collecting a lot of like obscure and ineffective, <laughs> but interesting. And fun <laughs> airsoft guns specifically for that purpose. Like when I think you you saw that Andy when we were at uh, Strikeforce South. Like my favorite thing to do is a single action revolver, like six shots yeah, and then you're bone. You love that. You have to be so you have to play so differently than when you're walking around with an M4 yeah. or like a tapped high kappa. Um, I, that's how exactly. the stage. We saw both sides of it. And, and I love that. We saw both sides of it that day because there was that time where me and you were just holding that side of the site for about 20 yeah. minutes. It must have been. It felt like it was ages. There was just me and you. I, I'd get hit by one guy. You'd go clear it out. And I knew by the time I come back, I was ready to just get straight back into the that same position. That was very satisfying. And, uh, but, then, but then like at the end of the day as well, when we I literally just ran off into the site and just completely changed it up a bit, disappeared, and then ended up getting shot by Chris Hoyt. <laughs> <laughs> much to his confusion he's like wait Andy I'm like yeah cheers Chris he's like when did you get up there I'm like yeah fat guys can run too Chris <laughs> <laughs> I think it yeah you find your own yeah, fun you have to um, yeah. you know that, that's an important thing I've been to Milsims before now and I played one at the Royal Fire Service College and it's legendary for being one of the worst Milsims that people that went yes, there have been is. to I had a ball I was on the police force I was with Aki um, Mark Hackhurst, you know, with the JTF-15 and all, I'm like, um, it was, we was running around. So we we got pushed wherever there were major firefights going because we had to legitimise NATO's presence. That was our our role. 
but there was a lot of time where people would have stood around doing nothing and we'd say, you know, what we stood here for? Well, we stood here because this was our objective. Okay, have we achieved it? Yeah. So why are we still stood there? Well, can we be more useful over there? Can we go over there? I know that air traffic control tower's got 40 Russian people in it we need to kill. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like, could completely break ranks and go running off. But it, you find your own fun. You know, if, if you're not enjoying yourself, mm. are you doing it properly? You know? Right. And this, this is another thing that I think we need to look at because you look at how many people get upset by other people's actions online. Yeah. You know, we're all guilty of it to an extent, but like to the point where you're seeing hate groups about people and stuff and just almost slagging matches between them. It's, it's, why do you let it get to that point in the first place? You know, I don't understand why people would want to dedicate the one thing that they can never recover time into hating somebody else to that point hmm. like why would you spend time that you can do spending with your family watching t- anything you can use that time that, that that precious thing to so many you know for so many better reasons why dedicate you know an hour of your life scrolling a group that's dedicated to just slagging somebody off yeah. what, what, what fruit's going to come of that you know yeah. it's um i don't get it i don't get it you know I- I think think answering that question might be really helpful in order to uh, like we're like we're talking about bring things more positive in the community like people don't do it for no reason there's got to be something and I I I don't necessarily know what it is but I think figuring out is the first step towards uh, I don't know helping people find something better to do with their time yeah I mean if you've got a hate group the only kind of outcome from that the, the only reason that would be there the only goal that they want to achieve is to crush the person that they're hating never see them again push them out the sport whatever but is that not bullying no for sure it's like two wrongs don't make a right at yeah. the end of the day i mean if you really want to exact revenge on somebody the the, the best thing you can you can reward somebody with is is your absence just ignore them you know, you don't have to put effort into. And it's like they say, uh, bad publicity is still publicity. Yeah. True. Yeah, just just leave it, walk away. You'll be happier for it. You know, if you're involving yourself in something that is ultimately negative, then that's mm. kind of where your general mindset will rest. If you're doing positive things, if you're surrounding yourself with positive things, if you're removing the negativity from your life. Mm. Uh, you know, if, if you don't like somebody's Instagram because it annoys you, stop following them. You don't have to look at it. It's social media. It's completely into your control. Apart from Call of Duty True. because that shit's still addictive even <laughs> if you're pissed off at it and you want to smash his controller through the screen. Just keep those full well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that, that's just a game. You can choose to get annoyed or you can just play the next game and have a better one. No, Keith, that's bullshit. <laughs> so we know everything is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No, just just find your own happiness, create your own positivity. If you if, if something annoys you, you yeah. don't you don't have to pay attention to that. It's like it's like we do. We don't play Call of Duty. We play Call of Bunker. We do, but I enjoy doing that. <laughs> and it's a terrible idea every time. Yeah, but I enjoy doing it. <laughs> if I didn't enjoy doing it, I wouldn't do it. It's as simple. We as need that. to do Call of Painting again. Oh my god, no, we don't. <laughs> no, no, we've ticked that box, and it's not happening again, Andy. We've spoken about this. <laughs> So, yeah, moving forward, how do we think people could try and, just to sum up what we've discussed because we've rambled on, how do you think people could try and promote a bit more positivity in their self? Apart from being like soup and sheep. (laughs) 
I think just express more gratitude. You know, um, positivity starts with gratitude. Um, if somebody gets a kill on you and it was a good one, tell them, hey, that was a oh, great yeah. shot. That was, a, that was so awesome. You know, uh, I, I carry patches around and guys who would get like awesome kills, I give them a patch. Yep. Yeah. Like, hey, that's funny. That was, that was really good. Um, try to grow the sport by, by, you know, to inject more positivity into it. Help out that, that, that new player because we were all new ones. We didn't know mm -hmm. what to do. We didn't run our gear right. We didn't have our mags placed right for efficiency and effectiveness. You know, give some tips. Um, kids, sheep will see it. We're going through and we're slaying people. I'll breach a room and I see a kid in there and I pretend I don't see him. Let the kid kill me because that kid is going to remember that. He's, I mm -hmm. killed somebody. You know, I got a kill on, on this guy. It's going to make a positive impact on that kid, which is going to make him want to come back, which in turn grows the sport because he's going to tell other people about it. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Man. Yeah, those mm. kids are, are, I mean, very literally the future of the sport. And uh, anything we can do to encourage them and make them feel like they're welcome uh, and like they're doing a good job, I think is, is huge. Yeah. And if, if you see somebody who is being negative challenge it ask them why find out if there's a root cause see if you can help you don't you know you, you don't necessarily have to ignore everybody who's been negative it might be they're just having a bad day and they just need someone yeah. to talk to right you know me me and um, the man down group um have tried to create a culture of that we've, we've created a place where people can go we've we've seen it where people have joined and they've they've been snappy and short but we know that there's a reason and we want to get to the bottom of it and try and help them find a way of getting around it just um if you've ever had a bad time in your life, try and be the person you needed at that time. I think is the best way mm. of putting it. Yeah, that's really advice. good. I also love what you said, Keith, about, yeah. about playing like it's your first time. Because a lot of times when I'm out there and like I'm maybe getting a little bit too focused on you know, some of the negative things that are happening, I look over and I see these, these kids with rental gear and like hoodies playing with their family or their friends from work or whatever. And they are often the ones who are having the most fun because everything's yeah. a win for them. This is a new experience. This is, this is novel. Um, they're getting out there with the people they love and, <laughs> and they're shooting BBs at people in the woods. Like if you break it back down to that, I mean, that's, it's hard to have a bad time. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a moment, uh, operation stigma, um, last year for me and I didn't play on that day obviously because I was organizing it and helping run and things like that so I was I was marshalling and there was a point where everyone was fighting over the CQB village at Proving Grounds and there must have been 100 person on each side fighting for this tiny little village and I've never seen such a high concentrated amount of players in such a small place but because I wasn't in there and not realizing that there was people behind me to my left to my right I saw all of it from from a, from just stepping back and observing it was just incredible and it was one of those moments where it's like if i was in that i wouldn't notice exactly what's going on right now because i'd be concentrating on that building that building alone mm -hmm. and I, I suppose the takeaway from from what i'm trying to get at is if you just step back and look at what you're doing every day that you go to airsoft it's an unusual thing it's not something that people see every day and if you just step back and look at it it's fucking incredible uh, yes. Yeah. Cool. I'm rambling again. 
No, no. It makes sense. It, it fits right into what we're discussing at the end of the day. You know, this is what exactly why I asked you guys to come on. Yes. It's that appreciation. And um, and definitely not Kevin because you know <laughs> hey, Kevin doesn't like us clearly. And, oh, he's, um, he's gonna get you. Yeah, and well, um, yeah, he's toxic. Oh, I love Kev. <laughs> I love Kev. You know, it's a, it's a running joke now. We just call each other toxic. You know, it, it started uh, the other week actually again because uh, there was that photo hit when he was at KWA. So. Instantly starting to get, oh, look, Kev's been famous at KWA, blah, blah, blah. And then out, like, Joe jumped in and commented on mine. And then out of nowhere, you and Sophie started in the comments separately. <laughs> and I'm just like, this could not have gone any better. Yeah, yeah. you started something, Andy. But, well, he, I mean, he calls me toxic for flying out and not telling him last year. You know, well, I tried to do something nice You for the told guy him and... eventually. Yeah. <laughs> when you pulled up next to him in a car. Yeah. He he ruined that as well because he wasn't meant to be sat in his car. What are you doing here? Yeah, I remember that. It was brilliant. Which reminds me, actually, Sheep, we need to, next time I come out, that idea about the thrift store. We've got I to do that. The thrift store next so to the ready for that. That's I'm actually really hoping it doesn't shut down. Keep... But if it's still open, I am yeah. 100% in. Yeah, if it's still there, definitely. That's got to happen. Okay, if you're coming over as well for that. We What you do is you buy you load up for the day from, from the thrift store next door to Strike Force, if yep. it's still there. Oh. And you just use whatever you get in there for the day. I'll just try and find the best pimp outfit <laughs> possible, put a riff down, walk around with a cane for the day. Keeps walking in, in a dress. You know full well Keeps wearing a dress. <laughs> <laughs> I just rock up in the middle. Where are my bitches? <laughs> HBA, t- HBA uh, tank in your purse. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. That's got to uh, happen. You can't trust me to do something. This is, like this that, is things though. like maybe, maybe like this is something I might start doing over here a little bit more. Just think of like random loadout dates. Yeah, like you see the people that will turn up in the Hawaiian shirts or whatever. I think the one leaded UK guys did a uh, proving grounds game fairly recently. They all turned up in the Hawaiian shirts and that. Just think of something completely different and just do that. That's that concept of, of like keeping it fresh and novel and, and changing up your style. Like yeah. if you if you literally have your HBA tank and a purse, like you definitely have to play a little bit differently. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what if you try and melee somebody with your purse? You could kill them out. <laughs> Got to exercise some self-control in that case. Yeah, yeah. You just hear a loud thwonk from like two rooms. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no, scarf gone too far. Uh, oh dear. Oh dear. Lapping gone mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all good stuff, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. But I mean it's it's that sort of thing that helps me enjoy it after a bit more at the end of the day. I yeah. just trying different things, you know. I've still got to get up to level two at some point as well. Yeah, but when, yeah. when Manchester's not like a bloody plague city. <laughs> yeah, you might be waiting a while, mate. Yeah, haven't, yeah. haven't you got the blokes walking around with the wooden carts bringing out your dead? We've got plague doctors on the street, mm-hmm. you know, the big kind of nose and the weird glasses with the hair. Do you really? Oh, the, oh, that, actually, uh, no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, going, going, going back to COVID. Be... I don't know I believe about England. Like, Just going back to COVID, what was it the other day I got? They had, because um, obviously they're trying to do this mass testing thing in Liverpool now, aren't they? There was an article in the Liverpool Echo. Army arrived to stay at Pontins ahead of Liverpool mass testing. Someone commented on Twitter, 
Imagine coming back from a hellish tour in Afghanistan and Iraq and thinking at least it can't get any worse. Then you get sent to Pontins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's not where you want to be. It's a it's a so Pontins is basically like the shittiest of shitholes that you can ever have as a holiday accommodation in the UK. That's how bad it is. I'm I'm going to be the devil's advocate here and say, but for some people, it's the best place ever because it's the only place they've ever been on holiday. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I'm just speaking from personal experience where I think my dad said a prisoner of war camp would have had better conditions than the room we got assigned when we went there. It was that bad. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it can be a, a, an unusual place. There was a hole in the wall. There was a big gap under the door. It was the middle of November, so it was freezing cold. And yeah, it just went downhill from there. The heaters didn't work, didn't have hot water. I think we had to boil a kettle to have a bath. Jeez. It was wow. that bad. How small were you to fit in a kettle, Andy? How times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably not get a toe in one of those by now. Yeah, I know. Well, times do change. I'm going to start calling you Lobster Boy now you've said that. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. But yeah, so... What are you going to do when you get back to Airsoft to mix things up a bit? I think a simple non-verbal gesture to everyone there. A hug for your close people, a handshake or a fist bump, mm. and you just nod and a smile. That's all it takes. Yeah, cool. Keith? Um, for me, I've, I've, I've tried to get back to just concentrating on the game. Um, been through a bit of a journey the last 12 months um, and I, I found myself stagnating. I was going to the self, same place all the time, same people all the time. So a few weeks ago, I tried something before we were stopped where I just went to a site on my own. Um, didn't, didn't take anybody with me, turned up, no team, just me. Uh, and I just concentrated on the game and it was great. I met a few people out there, um, ended up kind of sticking with a few teams that I met during play because you tend to do that. You orientate towards people who play similar to you and you know, grabbed a few new newer guys and, you know, just running through a few ideas while we're out in the game and they picked up a few things as well. It's great. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to put myself in situations where I'll learn, I think, um, just to put a bit more breath into it for me. Cool. Sheep? Uh, a couple of things. So I've, I've got, um, I've been having trouble with my knees lately. Um, and I, I fully intend to do this until I'm, in my eighties. So, uh, my traditional way of playing has been just maximum aggression all the time. Um, and I realized that I'm not going to be able to do that forever. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to change things up and, and take it a little bit slower and more methodical. Um, <clears throat> built some DMRs so I can stand back <laughs> and try to take it easy and, uh, and see how that goes. That's one thing. Um, and I also really, I was looking back at, uh, I used to run a field in, in Wisconsin um, back in the day, and we had a photographer out at the field every single time we played, every weekend. Um, and usually it was one of us, but sometimes we would have like, you know, people from our art school come in and, you know, take photos. But I was looking back at those photos because we posted them every every single week on Facebook. And I was like, man, there's like, thousands of photos of me and my my friends playing airsoft at this place that kind of doesn't exist anymore and these are like some of my more cherished memories from that time in my life and um i think that just that like having a photo of yourself doing something 
that you love with people that you love is a really powerful thing. And uh, I, I want to see more of that. So I'm trying to put together like a mm-hmm. press kit um, so I can take a couple games out every, every week I go out and just take photos of everybody I see and make them available to everybody. Sheep's an amazing photographer too. Thanks. Mm. I'll do what I can. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd like to see more of that. Unfortunately um, with COVID and uh, living with someone who's a healthcare professional, I think it's probably going to be a little while until I actually get out to a field again. Um, I'm just not willing to, not willing to go out until I know that I can do it safely. And uh, I'm not sure that I, I'm equipped right now to, to do it as safely as I need to, to feel comfortable. Mm. I can see a hazmat kit load out in sheep's Honestly, I, I just bought a uh, FM12 gas mask. Um, <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> and when I talked to the guy who's in the Netherlands, yeah. uh, he, he was asking me like how things are going over here. And I was like, well, uh, my wife works in a hospital and she said that they just converted an entire floor to ICUs and the cases have gone absolutely like skyrocketed in the last couple of weeks. So they're not going fantastic. And he's like, I did not know it was that bad over there. I'm sending you an extra filter free of charge. Like stay safe, man. And I was like, wow, that number mm. one, shout out to you. <laughs> so thanks Cody. Um, but also, yeah, it's, it's just, it's been a lot. And, um, I've been kind of thinking a lot about how to do it safely. And luckily I have a medical professional in my house um, who's, who's been training for mm. literally 12 years for, for just this thing. Like she's, uh, things get bad. She's going to be working in those ICUs. Um, and she's already dealing with a lot of COVID positive patients and people with, you know, suppressed immune systems um, daily. So mm. um, she, you know, obviously takes it very seriously and has a lot of really useful things to tell me. Um, so finding a way to, uh, like keep social distance, which is honestly the hardest part about it. Um, because like we, like we've been talking about, you know, if, if I go out to the field on Sunday and I see soup, it's going to be very, very hard not to give them a hug, even though I know it's a bad idea. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, that's a, it's always a bad idea to hug soup. <laughs> That's a conflict we all have. Like it's it's a there's there's a sense of camaraderie that we have when we go out and we play. And like I've realized if like if I can't do it safely, I need to not do it until I can put systems in place that mm. ensure that I'm going to do it safely. So like I bought a gas mask and I bought lenses that are rated for airsoft. Um, uh, I'm going to carry a six foot stick so that I can keep people at bay, <laughs> just pointed out in all directions. I probably won't do that, but, um, but yeah, having, having actually talked to a literal doctor about this, um, that six foot distance and wearing, uh, some kind of a N95 mask seems to be like the biggest things that you can do. Uh, and I worried a lot about goggles fogging, but, um, apparently if you are, causing your goggles to fog that means your mask isn't attached correctly and you need to either fix that or get a different type of mask which is why i moved to the gas mask and hopefully i can find a filter that's uh like resist or that's going to filter out covid um yeah i don't know uh I, I think we're all going a little stir crazy and everybody wants to get out and i i would hope that anybody who goes out try to find a way to do it safely so that we can all do this a lot more mm. 
find an N95. Yeah, this is part of the reason it took me so long to go back to a game site in the first place because loads of people, you know, people were saying, like, why aren't you going back? It's like, well, because I don't want to go when you're just coming out of a pandemic to a place that's got 120 to 150 right. people on site. Yeah. Because I've heard some horror stories about some sites. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've played three times during COVID. I've played at Proving Grounds Level 2 and Anzio. And it's not just on the site owners, it's on the players as well. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, a couple of those sites, the, you know, the measures were amazing. And the, the, the customers really did think about what was going on. And one of them, not so much. So I've, I've not been back there. It's nothing to do with the site. It's just my own paranoia in regards to safety and things like that. There's something I look for. And, you know, that's, that's my decision making at the moment. Is it, is enough going on in order to make me feel like I'm not going to bring this back with me? Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah. We've all got to be cautious, haven't we? For it, yeah. it is. It's not going anywhere it's, yet. It's hard. It's hard to do yeah, that exactly. when you're out there and people are shooting BBs at you and you see one piece of cover, mm-hmm. there's already somebody behind it. You're like, all right, well, do I do something I know is technically unsafe or do I get shot? <laughs> so I, I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why like putting systems in place where you're forced to uh, do this in a safe manner, I think is certainly the way that I'm gonna go. That's one of the reasons I've been building DMRs. Like I have to stay 50 feet away from people. I can't try to knife kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And I know if I can't do that, then I probably won't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I need to get my SRS sorted. Actually, I need to speak to sniper mechanics, get all the upgrades yeah. put in. Of course, you can't use it without the upgrades, <laughs> can you, Andy? And that's what... <laughs> I know because I'd rather go. I'd rather go. I'd rather personally have something that I know is going to do what I want it to do and what I'm expecting it to do. I mean, those things are great out of the box, anyway. Oh, yeah, it's partly because I can't be bothered to set the hop as well. <laughs> Mate, it's so. It's not just That's part no, of the fun. No, but you, it's it's confusing. There's two screws rather than one now. So like, what, 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 what? I don't need that kind of negativity in my life, Keith. Mate, I've never com- I've never complained that I've had to screw something twice. <laughs> <laughs> never never in my life, have you? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like too much aggro because I, I looked at the manual and I was just like, this looks like it's going to be way too much work. I'd rather oh, get dear. someone who knows what they're doing to do it. And then oh, they can dear. put all the other bits in it as well. And then I'll shoot Keith in the face with it. Oh, cheers. Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but I'll do it with love, Keith. What? That would require you kissing the BB, and I don't want that right now. <laughs> well, in, in postcode, I'll wear a mask. How does that sound? <laughs> Just let me know so I can wear one as well. Yeah? <laughs> I get shot in the face way too much. Mm. Yeah, but I mean that's that's, that's my trouble as well because I play CQB. You know, at the end of the day, you get shot in the head. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you're like fucker when it happens. <laughs> but then you're like, well, it's my own fault. I'm playing CQB a lot, and then I turn up to work and people think I've got some contagious skin condition because I've got all these <laughs> welts up my arms and just broken the skin. And or, there was one point ages ago, I think I had about 17 different welts on my arms from playing the CQB site. It was brutal. And you know what I'm gonna say. Too- Tuck your shit in. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. That's fine. <laughs> so it's what it's what I get for trying to play sort of super aggressively and run around corners and getting greeted by about seventeen people. It. Yeah. 
Just like Strike Force. Just like Strike Force. <laughs> Run around a corner. Oh fuck! Get away! <laughs> you're you're gonna love level two when you do eventually play it. Yeah. It'll be so, interesting to see how that compares actually to Strike Force and it'll be obviously they're different sides of the pond and they're very different in their setups. But it'll be interesting to see how the gameplay because I, yeah. I know you tend to get a lot of the uh, more speed softy types turning up at places like level two. And it certainly, it certainly got more and more in um, Strike Force as well throughout the day as it went on. You were, everyone's you know, equal. Speedy at level boys two. turn up. Everyone's equal at level two because there's the tap tap pause rule, so you can't get overshot. So <laughs> the advantage of having speedy triggers and all that stuff. Yeah. It's entirely down to you. If you get killed, it's your own fault. That's... Yeah, I know. I know. You could certainly hear it outside at Strike Force. You sort of all of a sudden it was just like all hell had broken <laughs> loose at the site. And then they did the dark game, and I didn't hear a shot for about five minutes, and I thought everyone had literally died in sight. Keith, I, I haven't heard of that uh, tap tap pause rule. Can you explain that a little more? Yeah, so at level two, it's because it's CQB, the majority of your engagements are at 10, yeah. 15 feet. Um, it's a lot of kill house stuff. They've built Nuketown from Call of Duty in there. Um, they fabricated an entire Nuketown wow. in there. Jungle stuff like that. It's all quite dark, and you, if, if basically you have to act like a shark in there. If you stop, you die. Um, so you're constantly moving. So what they don't want is for people to pre-fire around corners, blast corners while running around them, and accidentally put six into somebody's face or anything like that. So they've put a tap-tap pause ruling. So you, it's it's what it says. You, you you can fire two shots, then you stop for a second. Fire two shots, stop for a second. So it brings that level of skill in. You need to make sure that those shots. Are, are on point, are accurate, or you know, are going towards your targets correctly. If there's more than one person there, you know, if there's two, three people, then you can go tap, 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 tap. What you're not doing is putting six shots into somebody, getting them pissed off at you, and then you know that that negative vibe starts going, mm-hmm. and everyone gets a little angry, and you hit the three o'clock dip where everyone's really pissed off. But it just keeps skill level high, and make sure everybody's on an even playing field. So you get Milsim <clears> players <throat> there. And you get speed soft players there, but at the end of the day, there's no advantage to being either of those people. Um, you know, yeah, every, every, it's just basically there's no speed softers, there's no mill simmers, it's just air softers, and we're we're all unified under one rule. So I everyone plays. I remember they did a similar thing at Bravo <coughs> uh, when Will was working there. Double tap rule. We'll, we'll yeah. probably go. No, you fucking idiot! What you're talking about? Or you'll remind me that I was thinking correctly, but I seem to vaguely remember something like that. Yeah, it's a good reel to be fair, and I've I've never had a bad day at level two. Um, I might have to crack the TMKSG out when I get up there again. Yeah, I haven't yeah. used that thing in forever, and it's so much fun. It's, there's something about shotguns inside that just makes it awesome. Agreed. It's just the sound; it just, they just sound ten times more terrifying when you're indoors as well. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I, where was it? It was at the uh, billet in order shot when that was open. Um, it's not there now, unfortunately, but that was a cracking little CQB site. It closed down because of filming and never reopened. Um, but, um, yeah, like, I went in there with a couple of my guys, and um, they both had ARs, and I just had a little 50-pound ASG tri-shot that I brought when I first started a few years back. And, like, my mate Aiden, he was just like, oh, my God, that sounds terrifying. And he was literally sat next to me. I'm like, think about how the other guy's going. I was just making some amazing shots for that. And um, uh, just running that for the day, you know, mixing it up like that a bit. I've, I've run the KSG at the jail before. And, like, when you're indoors, it's great fun. Outside, yeah, you've got to aim up a little bit because there isn't hop. Yeah. And, I think uh, this goes back to what we were saying before about finding your yeah, own fun. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like silly guns to me. 
Everyone try a shotgun. Yeah, we'd have to do a pistol and shotgun day, Keith, as a private hardened day when when this is all over. I've I've never uh, used a rifle at level two. I've always used my pistol. I just no, like no, but get... at a bigger sight. I'll probably still do the same thing <laughs> for <if I'm> being <laughs> honest. <laughs> yeah, cool. I always somehow end up putting my rifle down, and because I just like running around with pistols, I can fling myself through windows and things like that. Yeah, I think I worry about smashing something to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we'll call it a day on the recording there. I think I think we've discussed some awesome things. Um, I'm just looking at the time now mm, as well. It's, it's been a long one. I, yeah. I think we've covered a lot. Yeah, we've, we've actually... And it's not all been Keith rambling for once, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start from the bottom. We'll go from the bottom up. Soup, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, I'm on IG. That's pretty much the only yeah. social uh, media that I use. Um, but I'm under as the real superfly. Look me up. Um, if you DM me, I- I'll try to answer you. Uh, that's it. And as far as positivity, you know, just enjoy yourself. Positivity starts with you, yeah. and then you're gonna you're gonna affect others around you with your positivity. Yeah. So have fun. Cool. Keith, where can people find you? Um, Instagram, call sign Kilo. I don't mind people following me, to be fair. I'm, I'm not a big one for trying to get the followers. You know this. Mm. But, yeah, yeah. Just just be cool, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sheep, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at one legion underscore sheep. And uh, same thing as Soup said. Just be safe, have fun, be good to each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys should know where to find me by now. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, Soup, Sheep, Keith, thanks very much for your time, Pleasure. guys. Pleasure. Um, it's been great to see you guys back up and about as well, a bit more than recently. You know, I, was, I, was gen- I mean, Soup, I actually had to ask Sheep where you'd been last year because I was so worried that I hadn't seen you on Instagram for ages. Well, yeah, it was a busy year last year. Yeah, it was but, you know, year. It's, it's a progression of life, you know, as responsibilities change you have to prioritize your responsibilities and and uh so i i I did just that i just um took care of what i needed to take care of based on priority and unfortunately airsoft took a back seat social media took a back seat to it but you know i didn't forget about anybody i often thought about people and and i do now too but uh you know uh my heart's still there i'm just maybe absent in your own IG, time, but... at the end of the day, yeah. Things in your mm-hmm. own time, you got to put. At the end of the day, you got to put your life first. Yeah, yes. you know, uh, for for me now, um, I'm slowly getting back into it. I'm enjoying it. I, I really love reconnecting with people. I had hundreds of DMs that I'm finally getting through now, but it's just those simple words. You know, uh, I missed so many happy birthday IG DMs. My birthday was in July, and that that was very touching. And I made sure I responded to all of them. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully in the future, I'll have more time and get back to, mm. you know, this this facet of my life that, that I really love and enjoy and cherish. So I'm going to a, a Milsim in January where, you know, after hearing sheep talk, and <laughs> any second guessed it, but uh, American Milsim's putting it on and they're doing a COVID test on site before you can even enter. So that's that's one active measure that's going to help keep people safe. 
fired up. So I'm excited that. to get back on the field. It's good to see on online more, man. Yeah. I'm glad you're you're getting out yeah, and being able so to take cool. time for yourself to to do this for yourself. Definitely. I, I'd often joke with you know my wife. I come home. She says, "Hey, how's your day?" I said, "I barely had time to blink." <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's good but it's fulfilling. Get... It's yeah. What I'm doing, it, it's it's the right thing. I know it's the right thing. Um, you know, people are depending on me. So it, it actually makes me feel good to be able to come through. So unfortunately things like airsoft and uh, I, I, I used to race mountain bikes and I enjoyed riding my, my road bike for training. And I haven't been able to do that either, but you know, things like that I can come back to. I'm just taking care of the important things in my life right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, the people who care about you, Soup, they'd rather see you less often and happy than more often and miserable. So, absolutely. You, you know, and Thank we'll be you. here when you've got more time. Mm. Well, thank you. Yeah, they're going to have to try me kicking screws off the air. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, again, thanks to the guys for the time. Uh, take care of each other. Take your hits if you can play, if you're in the UK. Especially if you're in England, don't go to an SF site for a few weeks, please, for the love of God. Don't be a dick. And um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on the Chess After Show. Take care, guys. Bye for now. Yeah, what's up? See you.